Welcome back to Trending Education. Dan Strafford, Michael Palmer, Brandon Jones with you. And we're following up on a discussion we had uh, two episodes ago about the book by Kevin Kelly, The Inevitable, and tying in uh, the culmination of our March Madness bracket uh, that came down to artificial intelligence and the uh, importance of teachers. Uh, but first and foremost, Mike, uh, coming to you first, how, how are you doing? What's new in your world? I'm doing pretty well. What's new is that spring is in the air. Uh, it's a little chilly still, but spring is in the air. I was traveling a bunch in April, uh, been settling in a bit more in May, and did make it out to my first baseball game uh, this week. So I'm excited to kind of lean into the the rest of spring and summer, which is probably my favorite time of year. So that's uh, that's what's new in my world. And Brandon, we're bringing a couple of different topics uh, to bear here. Uh, we discussed Kevin Kelly last time out. The Inevitable is a book that uh, you have read in Offsite along with Mike, and we discussed uh, at length in a previous episode, uh, but also talking about uh, the myth of superhuman AI, an article that Kevin Kelly wrote, as well as the, the culmination of our March uh, Madness bracket. Uh, and I know you're, you're an Overdog fan. Uh, so was it the hope that AI won, or was it, uh, were you looking for the, the importance of teachers here to take it home? Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I think, probably rooting for both. You know, I, I am an overdog fan. Thanks for reminding the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was rooting for AI. Sure. But I also, I love I love teachers. Sure. Uh, I've been a teacher. I'm the son of two teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, got lots of teachers in, in my extended family. So, uh, so yeah, I, I was rooting for, I was rooting for both. I, I didn't see teachers as an underdog. They were, they were a number two seed. I believe so. Right. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty overdoggy. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was, I was rooting for both. Mm-hmm. And Mike, what? is it March still, by the way, <laughs> is it March? I, I, I have to reset my clock. I apologize. This is a trend. Uh, it's, trend it's, it's like when, uh, when you want to have a cocktail, uh, you know, it's, it's 5 PM somewhere. It's March somewhere. Uh, it's March somewhere. Yeah. Like people who have really bad calendars, it's probably March. Yeah. It's, yeah, good. it's good. I don't know if I've turned mine downstairs yet. So like, that like, may just be what yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so Mike, you, know, you had discussed, uh, and I, we, did the polling. It came to a tie each time for, for AI and uh, the importance of teachers. Uh, it was like uh, it was like quadruple overtime, right? Yes. And each and every time it tied. And I think that's the that's Brandon's why, point. That's why they're still playing in May. Yeah, they, <laughs> are. they are. It's a long game. Yeah, yeah. It was. So uh, we had discussed a couple of different uh, aspects of that and how those two topics really do come together for the future and the trends we're seeing in education moving forward. Uh, what was your viewpoint on, on the tie and those topics and how they tie into the inevitable and, and the other article you shared. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that they're evenly matched and mm. uh, almost reminds me of, uh, wasn't there an all-star game several years back that ended in a tie? Major League Baseball. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think from that, we got into the winner of the, the all-star game gets the, gets the home, that league gets the home field advantage for the world series. Right. It felt a little bit like that where like, I believe at that point, Bud's Bud Selig was like, dozing off and uh eventually was just like hey you know uh let's just end it here all right let's end it in a tie it's okay and uh i i kind of was viewing it that way it's like hey we're all winners you know so uh so like if you know we're not in a either or uh world anymore we've talked about that a lot it's it's postmodern baby it's it's both and so it's not either ai or the importance of teachers. It is the winning trend, I think, uh, I don't know how you guys feel about this, is both AI and the importance of teachers. Uh, any, uh, any perspective on that, gentlemen? I know, I know my, it's a little out there. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I so I like it. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm not gonna just leave it there. I I, yeah, I, yes. I, I my my opening salvo is yeah. I like it. Well, we both we both ended. Maybe you could yes and I'm gonna it. yes and yeah. I'm gonna maybe yes but Ooh. no, I'll, I'll yes and please and. <laughs> But I think it's it is like you know I I like winners yeah. I like I like win- sure. I, I, I like hashtag winning so yes. bad I yes. like it so bad hashtag tying less exciting it's less exciting yeah. but like I'm 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 willing I mean we we what must have run we did a Monte Carlo simulation we yes. must have we must have run yes this I don't know fifty million times yeah. and, and every time it came out of time every time based on the polls that we had we got so, our data data science. Data, data scientists involved. Yeah. We, they were doing some. St- you know. that, oh, that's what they've been doing. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, I think that's. Uh, I I think it's a. T- I think I'm, I'm going to be at peace yeah. with the fact that there's not a winner in this sports based uh, competition. Yeah. And I'm going to like it. Yeah. It's almost as though uh, Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Game seven of the NBA finals decided instead to run a basketball clinic for the kids. Mm. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, we could continue to play against each other, but just imagine how good they're going to shoot if they could learn how to drop the three from not just Steph Curry and KD, but also from J.R. Smith. Yeah. And uh, Kyrie and, and all the basketball. Kyle Corver. All that. Yeah. All that and more. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. I like it. And so uh, taking this a step forward uh, with uh, the, the inevitable and what we were talking about last week and some other topics you want to tie in, Mike, uh, really a discussion around a, a few different topics here in, in trends in education. Uh, you also shared this uh, really in-depth uh, article from Kevin Kelly, who wrote The Inevitable as well, about uh, super AI and the myth thereof. Um, how do you tie these topics together to, to really be a culmination of March Madness, but also how we see things moving forward with the inevitable and, and this article from, from Kelly. Sure. Uh, so the article is the myth of super AI and it's an interesting one. We'll share it out uh, so folks can take a look at it, but it, it's an interesting breakdown of the way people are talking about artificial intelligence and the ways in which that becomes almost mythic at some point uh, and how there are things in the, collective consciousness, collective unconsciousness that, uh, that we are tapping into that aren't as factually based as uh, maybe they could be. Uh, we talked you know, a few episodes back about Elon Musk. There's a lot of myth making around Elon Musk too. So, so I do think it's interesting nowadays to, uh, to explore both the fact and also the myth making part. Uh, and I thought, I thought Kevin Kelly did a nice job of sort of expanding on intelligence and how artificial intelligence is, is critical. It's one of his inevitable trends. Uh, it's, it's not going anywhere, but it's not, it really isn't an either or. And the myth is like someone has to win. So I do think that ties in, in part to our March Madness. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've talked a bit about the concept of the centaur in... <laughs> <laughs> In chess, <laughs> more plays, yes. more plays. Yeah. Centaurs don't make that noise. Well, we could get into that too, yeah. right? Yeah. Can we sure. just take a quick? Can we take? Yeah, oh, we, tell, tell, what, what's a centaur? A centaur. Thank you. Thank you for asking, Brandon. Yeah. yeah so a centaur is in uh, chess, where like ever since uh, Gary Kasparov lost to the the AI chess simulator Deep Blue back in the '90s, uh, humans have continued to get uh, pwned 
to <laughs> use the gamer word, getting their butts kicked by the AI when it's pure human versus pure AI. We need more practice. We do need more practice. practice. More pra- practice? Not in the game. But, uh, but I think what, what's happened of late is that there have been more uh, what are called freestyle matches where a human is allowed to use whatever support she wants in the match. And uh, when that happens, the humans tend to beat the pure AI play as well as other humans. Mm. Uh, so I think the the notion there and that's that's what's called that's what a centaur is that's the centaur so it's kind of like a cyborg mm. it's uh you know a, a blending of of the human and the the machine yeah, is it the AI. humans who are using horses yeah outperform uh, humans who are using computers if you were playing chess on a horse you might intimidate your opponent because yeah. you like kind of like a Mountie, like you'd be right. looking down on them. Yeah. It'd be hard to reach. I always look down on my it, chess opponents. It'd be hard to reach the pieces from on top of That's the horse. That's what you have the horse to do. Yeah. <laughs> so you could train the horse. <laughs> yes. Wow. There's all sorts of opportunities. Yeah, it behooves here. you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, there's also a horse. I mean, I, I know my chess is a little you, bit. Thanks. I, see, I caught up. Is uh, there's a piece that's called the centaur, right? Or is the, is that called a, what is it called? A knight? A knight, a knight. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a horse already in that game. Although I think in like Star Wars chess and maybe even in uh, like three dimensional Star Trek chess, mm. there might have been centaurs. Could be. Yeah. 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 In fact, I think there was even a game back in the day on, I'm just remembering this now called like, was it called Argon? I forget what it was called. There was a game on like the Apple IIe. Where like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So what Dan said. I d- I just had a flashback when you mentioned that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And were it's, there centaurs in that? It was sort of yeah. a combination of chess and like Mortal Kombat. So mm. like, like you would you would move the pawn. Battle chess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like the pawn would move on to the knight. Yeah. But it's not like just because the pawn moved on to the knight, the pawn won. Then you'd have to like throw down. Wow. And it, you you know assuming that you know uh, that underdog pawn, you know Cinderella story actually beat that night mm. you know it totally changed the dynamics of the game yeah kind yeah. of like chess chess from harry potter brandon you've seen the movies the chess game they had where there was Wizard, the actual Wizard's chess yes yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. um so uh, lots of moving pieces here but lots of uh, context around chess too chess there you go uh, yeah. around how these uh, topics tie together and uh, the idea of the myth of elon musk you mentioned and uh, super AI myth. Uh, Elon Musk a couple of months ago actually went on on how we needed to merge with AI in the future uh, to continue to thrive and grow and and grow our, our educational uh, you know depth and and uh, boundaries. Uh, so interesting now that Kevin Kelly on the other side, Mike is saying he has sort of five topics in this article of sort of debunking myths. Um, but he's trying to almost say let's slow down. We're we're sort of thinking of this too. I guess if describing correctly to uh, in a linear line rather than as a more uh, circular, more uh, path oriented, non path oriented, uh, not ladders, but more depth to it. Uh, what do you find uh, about this article? And do you agree with Kelly? Like, do you do you agree with his sort of breakdown that one day we're not going to have robot overlords? It's, in fact, not finite and not heading down that path. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't think he's necessarily saying we're never going to have robot overlords. I think it's more the the speed with which any sort of transition to like AI taking over is going to be a lot slower than people are are sort of uh, talking about in the popular culture. Um, and 
I think of it also as sort of the contrast between uh, a zero sum and a non zero sum game. So I think the robot overlords is like somebody's got to be overlords. It's either us or the AI. Let's figure out who's going to win. And I think that's a little bit short sighted because the world, uh, as far as I'm going to have to deal with it, it's going to both involve humans and artificial agents. And in many ways, the intelligences are going to be different. And the fact that you have different intelligences to deploy uh, and uh, I would imagine humans will still be sort of the uh, the planning part and the one who's sort of using AI for different subroutines and different specializations. You know, we're going to co-evolve. And, uh, you know, that's why I do think the teacher in the classroom who's harnessing the data that's generated there to become a better teacher mm. and handing off some tasks to agents that are better for it. Uh, and also is modeling for her class that she's comfortable with technology. She's using it creatively. She's also not overly dependent on it. I think that really is the, the winning, the winning strategy in the next, you know, say 10, 20 years. Yeah. I, I think that's right. I, I think even longer. I mean, I, sure. I think that, um, what humans do versus what machines do will be a, an evolving set of um, shared responsibility. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've talked a lot about how learning is a human process and, and humans are social creatures. And so I think the more we can do to set up humans to do well, what we uniquely can do. And I think there's a lot of the, you know, SEL, social emotional learning, right. like just the empathy building, the collective experience, and then leave to machines or, or lean on machines to do what they can do better. Um, I think that's, that is, that's going to be for a long time, I think. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess the other, the, the other options are only humans. Right. Which seems it's just unlikely. Fa factually wrong because like we're already blended. Right. Or only machines. Yeah, I'm kind of sad about that one. Right. Yeah. So, in fact, you, I also share that hope yeah. uh, that it's going to be um, humans plus machines in a symbiotic sure. uh, uh, way. Well, it's, I mean, the myth making is something that's really been striking me lately because if you look at the contrast, it's almost like for every myth, there's a counter myth. Mm. You know, so like we, or we should articulate a counter myth, particularly if we think that the, the prevailing myth is, is a problem. So like, you know, the, the problem of uh, you know, sort of the dehumanization that's accompanying the sort of uh, the AI revolution um, is, a, is a genuine problem. And there's, there's sort of two paths. One is we, we sort of give up our humanity and sort of seed too much. And that almost does lead to a more dystopian path. The other is more we embrace new models that actually sort of uh, celebrate humanity and understand what, you know, we're ahead on. And then we're all competitive folks, you know, like I'm kind of like, you know, bring it AI. Mm. You know, if, if, if I got AI, I, I can. Where did that leave Tyron Lou? Let's be yeah. honest. But if I could choose my AI squad <laughs> and take on any AI that's out there, We'll crush, we'll crush them. I mean, even if it just means like, I basically don't do anything. I just, <laughs> right. I, I'm just a good general manager. I yeah. choose the best AI. Players play, you put them in the you position know? to win. I did I like think he, uh, the other thing I thought was interesting was his point around costs. 
which is the other thing that is really interesting, like the economics of artificial intelligence and the complexity of training AI the right way. Um, that's a huge area for us to continue to explore. But I think the how we explore it is really interesting where like, do we assume a human agent to be part of the system or not? And like, when and where should the human be part of the system? Because coming back to Kevin Kelly and the inevitable, you know, he talked a lot more about how humans are going to be more uh, about the experience and humans are going to seek out other humans who are providing really rich, interesting experiences. Um, that sort of points in a different direction too, where that's more like, how do you leverage emerging technology and, you know, VR and really cool stuff to sort of expand on what would have just been a bit of a drier experience. So I, I don't think we're, I think we're going to make tremendous leaps on that front. You talked a little bit about gaming mm -hmm. uh, in our last show. I, th I think it's the same thing. Like what can we learn from the way experiences and games are designed and next generation television? Um, where can that, where can we also leverage AI and then how do we start to build towards like some new level of um, uh, learning? that, uh, you know, I think it's not going to look exactly like the matrix. Like we're not going to be, you know, plugging into our brain stems and downloading stuff from the mothership. But I think we will be experiencing things that are very different from what we've experienced historically. And it's exciting to be on the design side of that, to start thinking about well, how do you design that stuff? Cause like, it, I think it's going to get re it's already fascinating and it just seems like the rate of change is accelerating. So, uh, so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting uh, you know next few years. One uh, one other note from uh, from from GSV, which we talked about last last pod, was um, Andrew Ang, the mm -hmm. one of the founders of of Coursera, former uh, Stanford um, computer science professor. He was talking. He, his actually he was in one of the plenaries. We talked about plenaries last time. Um, he did a whiteboard presentation, which mm. was, which was like refreshingly yeah. analog old school. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like everybody tactile, else tactile like, reassurance. Yeah. Um, that was one of the Andre Agassi words that he got wrong. It was, uh, um, ta shoot. I'm not gonna remember, but it was, a, it was, he was trying to say tactile ah. and he said, um, tactish, I think. Sure. This is very tactish. Sure. Um, but, uh, Anyway, so Andrew, so Andrew Ang got up there. Everybody else with their super slick PowerPoints. Yeah. Andrew Ang with his 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 whiteboarding. Yeah. Talking about neural networks and just drawing you know, nodes. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was cool, but he was talking about um sort of the fear of robot overlords. Yes. From AI, and he said the fear of robot overlords is sort of it's like the fear of overpopulation mm -hmm. on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> Like people say to me, Andrew, shouldn't you be worried? Aren't you worried about overpopulation on Mars? And I say, well, no. I, I mean, we, we have to we have to get there first, and and you know, it's something we should be worried about. But right. but I'm I'm not worried about that yet. Mm. I thought that was a nice. Yeah. It, it, he 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 parsed it out even yeah. even even better maybe on than Mars? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Overpopulation on uh, Mars. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was. It, I think. Um, and some ones are going to be more right than others on all this. And, yeah. you know, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll tell over the, in the fullness of time. But yeah, um, yeah I, I think the, the myths and the facts, I, what I just, I just hope that the, the fear of myths from like a regulatory perspective, et cetera, yeah. doesn't absolutely progress against what can, you know, where this can really help. Like AI is already today, but can really help in, 
in medicine yeah. and in, you know, like, there's a, a lot of things where um, our future is brighter with the assistance of, um, you know, of, of tremendous computing power that can interact with us in important ways. For sure. The uh, fear of the unknown, right, Brandon, that uh, we don't yeah. know enough about it. And, and that's uh, where the changes can happen in, in a political landscape. Things can be regulated to a certain extent and change the, the landscape of, of how they uh, come to be. Mike, I think you made a great point before. And as we close out, just want to highlight it again, maybe get some further thoughts um, about these myths to an extent almost assume the end of something. So we're almost assuming, if, if I'm getting it right, um, that our intelligence won't grow while AI intelligence will continue to grow. Um, it seems like we're putting a finite end on what we'll learn and how we are involved in the uh, growth of AI. Um, do you see the the Kelly article or even the, the inevitable putting that on the map that we're going to continue to evolve and our intelligence is going to continue to grow in the sense you were talking about before and maybe more specific disciplines or, or other topics? Um, or do you think it is more that eventually, like you were saying also before, uh, AI will start to you know pr provide uh, more than we can provide in the intelligence landscape? Yeah, I, I, I think the point that i got out of the the myth of super ai super ai article uh was that neither humans nor artificial intelligence have a general purpose intelligence every intelligence that exists is designed whether i would argue by either by evolution or by man to solve certain types of problems i would say the fact that humans have a pretty flexible intelligence and you know can to go back to a sports metaphor, kind of play with your head up. So like if you understand the dynamics of your team, you see new talent, new capabilities emerging, you don't necessarily need to compete for that particular expertise. Instead, you could say, all right, I need to plan for a larger group. We have this new capability that I can tap into. I can also, uh, you know, sort of be flexible enough to sort of move to where the need is. Um, the interesting thing is how quickly we can evolve as a educational delivery culture to train people differently because uh, i do think the world the workforce that we're going to need in 10 15 years is going to be very different than the one that we have today uh great topics uh ones that i'm sure we'll dive back into on future podcasts great stuff from brandon mike as always you can find us on twitter at trending and ed on facebook the same name at trending and ed and trending and we'll be back with you next week with a new episode of trending in education